welcome to the two cast where we talk about movies video games uh music and more i'm joined for a, a year later uh fast forward with ian carpenter again talking about our favorite albums of the year for 2017 yo it's been a year man Has it, i want to look at the the date to see if it was how if it was exactly a year or like when we did it it should be because we did it like a week after the grammys came out so it's oh that's right about a year nice so because i remember i was like yeah we should just wait for the grammys because that'll make more sense and that's what we did so yeah sweet yeah should we just get into it because we you don't really need i mean you're a musician for for people who haven't listened before ian's a fantastic musician making beautiful sounding music like you just did your cover of castle on the hill this is true oh my gosh (laughs) thank you so good thanks dude um i will i have actually a question for you um to start things off since this is the second year we've done this how do you think this year of your music listening experience just out maybe music you didn't listen to but just news how is this year of music compared to last year 2017 music versus 2016 um that's a good question i'd have to look at my list uh from last year but um a couple things i noticed just in music this year is it typically was a little bit more somber just all music in general Mm. there was there wasn't a ton of happy sounding music that not that there wasn't there there definitely were some songs and albums that came out that were more happier sounding but i would say music as a whole this year i noticed was very kind of somber and depressing and i'm not sure if that was because of the political climate in america or if that was um just a different shift in music um but some things changed um as for me personally i definitely got way more into rap music this year interesting um which was interesting and i had not done that before i remember last year you had like three or four albums on there that were pop rap which is funny and i like i just i wasn't feeling rap that year and this year i like totally reversed that there's like i can look without too many years like there's probably four three four albums on here that are hip-hop rap on my list so i don't know about your list but that's so some different changes um in terms of musical taste yeah uh in the last year for sure what about you yeah i'd say i i think i i I, my my musical taste has actually you know what is so funny actually is i remember looking at your list last year Mm -hmm. and you had a lot of edm yes and a lot of edm that i hadn't heard before yeah this year i listened to a lot more electronic edm influenced music yeah and the music that came out was more i think edm in some cases true um and i listen i'm looking at my top 10 right now the closest thing i have to a rap album on here is freaking taylor swift reputation (laughs) where like i think she raps like futures on there i know yeah so that's yeah yeah i guess spoiler alert but yeah because that last year i I had i really got into hip-hop for the first time yeah and i know this year well, we'll we'll get into it, but this year had a lot of great hip hop albums, but I haven't listened to them yet. So. Yeah. Anyways. Cool. So let's let's hop into it, and you can start. You, you want me 10. to start since yeah. since you started last time. I so start. That. Speaking of the the hip hop trend, I'm gonna start off with a pretty fun album uh, called Andy Minio and Words Played Present Magic B- Magic and Bird. So um, Andy Minio is more of a kind of Christian rapper. Um, and he has done some stuff with like Lecrae and I didn't know who Words Played was until I heard this album, but I knew who Andy Minio was. Um, but the cool thing about this album, so this is my number 10, um, is I, it's overall like most of the songs on this album are very like bumping, like rap music, like you're kind of typical, but like it's got, it uses this like sports uh, metaphor uh, for life and struggle which is interesting and like in between every two to three songs there's a little skit of uh, Andy Minio and Wards played acting like either PE teachers or like a uh, coach of some sort and it's really funny and they have some just like some really funny stuff in there They're, they like open up with one of the songs uh, opens up with hey it's, uh, it's your coach Gorthman here 
and it's just he just like goes into this whole thing of like being a coach it's so funny even though there's these rapper dudes um so yeah that's that's kind of my first album and i thought it was a pretty fun album nice so, yeah don't uh, know if you've listened to them or not i have not at all but i think i, I feel like i've heard the name andy Mineo. Yeah. is that right andy yeah. Mineo. that's also funny i, d- I didn't realize that for magic and bird is like magic johnson yeah Larry bird yeah. yeah and then uh i like when they do like little skits and art artsy stuff in between it shows they kind of yeah thought about the whole album as a whole you know yeah so cool well my number 10 is drastically different from that it could not be more different it's the game of thrones soundtrack <laughs> what which season are we talking we're talking about the season most recent seven. season okay. i think well because that, that album came out this year so. yeah and the, the only reason why i put this on here and um is because there were just musical moments in the show if you're watching like a tv show or a movie and you can leave the theater or finish watching that episode and be able to hum or there was a moment that was so memorable because music enhanced it. Yeah. Um, I feel like that was noteworthy. And sometimes I walk, you don't really think that. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Game of Thrones, I guess I won't s- spoil what happens in case people want to watch or whatever. But um, there was a couple of big moments that the um, composer for Game of Thrones, uh, his name is like... I, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but it's like Ramen Dwajidi mm. or something like that. And he just, he nails it. It's very simple, but it's very just powerful. And it made each moment more poignant. And, and that is rare. So I, it was, it was and it, I could listen to it more. If I can add it to a Spotify playlist, it was a good album. So I added many songs mm. from that album on there. So interesting yep yeah i didn't put any soundtracks on my list this year uh i know La- we did la la land last year yeah. and the pokemon sun and moon soundtrack That's right um but i didn't put any soundtracks on this year because i'm trying to figure out because i wanted to do i'm starting to toy around with some ideas of like talking and reviewing soundtracks so i was like i i should like lay low on the soundtracks and just focus on more culturally significant albums Makes um sense. but i i definitely i mean game of thrones is like one of the best theme songs of, of all time but that's you know that's seriously awesome because there's definitely been like a lot of soundtracks right now that are coming out are very bland and boring because they they're basically redone versions of other songs from other movies right. um so i really appreciate that when a soundtrack is able to capture a feeling or something epic uh, like that so yeah, yeah totally no I, yeah and, and the two moments in particular really quick are it, one is big and epic like yeah. you would think from game of thrones and the other melody is a theme he wrote that's very like tender and so it just showcases what he's done with all the different houses like the house stark house lannister all the different factions mm-hmm. in game of thrones he has a different theme for each house and it's they're all memorable anyways great yeah. great cool cool number nine number nine um, so this is the, I would say the alternative band of the year, um, Their song that just kind of snuck in there kind of yeah. like midway through the year, um, with this is Portugal, the man and their album Woodstock. Um, so when this song feel it still got popular, I was in New Zealand, so I wasn't really hearing it on the radio. Um, but I, uh, I know some people on my team were listening to that song and, um, I was with a group of college students there, uh, in New Zealand, but, um, I had downloaded the album cause I made a playlist before I left for New Zealand of just like new music that I wanted to listen to. Cause I knew I wouldn't have much internet when I was there. So I was like, all right, I'm going to make this album, um, my album that I listened to in order to, um, just get some new music over the, the course of this month. And that was one of the albums I listened to. And not only did, I mean, feel it still as funky and fun and like kind of a weird, like the, the, that sweet baseline, that dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun. Yeah. That's like super. <laughs> yeah. It's like a weird new style and I really appreciated it. But, um, a lot of their other songs are kind of like garage band feel hmm. and it's like, um, not the application like a like a literal band made in a garage that was more popular in the 90s i don't know if that still happens today but definitely like they have kind of this funky feel and this like interesting take on alternative music and it's really fun like a couple songs on there that i really like are like easy tiger and uh, rich friends um 
besides feel it still obviously um but those are i just thought pretty awesome uh alternative album for the year so i thought i might throw it on there nice yeah i know this i know the song and that's it was really unique sounding so i'm sure the album's great yeah number nine for me is i i said it already but yeah taylor swift reputation um this song it I, it actually started higher just because i wanted to respect the the pop writing juggernaut that is taylor swift mm. and that she's a, she is a gr- she can write great catchy pop songs but this album i just the only reason why i didn't i i liked 1989 a lot better <laughs> just because the things she that she wrote about were more relatable and in this album she was talking about her essentially the it was reputation and she it was like a foil of the last stuff that's come out for her yeah so i couldn't lyrically lyric wise i couldn't like identify it with it but as usual the her her melodies are really really good so like there was five or six songs that i'd listen to again which is usually the case with taylor swift like she she is really good at writing melodies but yeah the ov- overall the vibe was just some the reason why it wouldn't be higher is just because it it was it wasn't like f- it was like fun pop sometimes but mm-hmm. uh, it was more dark you, yeah it was like uh ready for it that lead single or whatever yeah or even what was that other one uh love me like you do no 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 that was on the last album it was yeah. No, that's not, that's not even her, actually. That's a different song entirely. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's uh, Ellie Goulding. What are we saying? <laughs> we know our music totally. Um, I, I can't even remember the song now, but... Well, what look, do you, look what me, you made me do. Yeah, look okay. Look what you made me what, do. Now, my, my question... Sorry, I want to interrupt you a yes, little bit. Yes, no. But my question is, what do you think about this, like, total structure change? I mean, she's changed a lot over the years, coming from country and then kind of slowly moving into pop... Um, through her country roots but now she's like gone into this like full <laughs> dubstep she's bad bad oh, bad yeah. remodel like what 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 do you think about that you know when when artists do that i i usually don't a lot of people it's so easy to bash on that because it's it's so blatant it's mm-hmm. like they're changing <laughs> yeah justin timberlake's going through that right now his yeah. new album man of the wood in the woods or whatever is like wait it's like country it he's like doing the opposite almost yeah and any change people don't like because they'll get attached to one sound of the artist but i think as someone who's gotten into writing music i've realized like if you go through something bad sometimes the only way to express it through writing is like a song is writing an angry song yeah depending on what's going on in your life or if something's really really sad you just sit at a piano and you write a really really sad song so for her because of what she probably went through in her life it makes it would make sense to write an album like this. So yeah. I I don't it's not for me stylistically, but and her melody writing is still there. Like I could still sing a lot of her melodies, but um the way that she expressed herself on this album wouldn't be how I would choose to I wouldn't choose to listen to this album a lot over and over again, you know what I mean? Gotcha. So the change I definitely like 1989. That was like her sweet spot to me, that album. Gotcha. But it was it was interesting good change okay okay moving on to my number eight Ocho. Uh, so this is the he he they um this artist uh has definitely become my new there were a few artists this year that i had never heard before and have really like kind of changed like through this year i've really gone to love them um and this artist is drolo and he is a he it's two guys uh these two guys um really kind of did a new had a really weird take on edm music that i hadn't heard before it's a little trappy a little bit like future bass kind of son holo style music um but they they i first heard them in 2016 when they appeared on monster cat didn't love what they were producing but then i kind of like all right i'll give them the benefit of the doubt kept listening to them a little bit more um and then they dropped one song i think it was called sunburn um on that's on this ep called a moment in time um that i was just like that's an interesting song and then i listened to it and then when the full ep came out i listened to it and i was like whoa this is like a weird mix of like interesting sounds like they have some bell sounds they have these like um weird vocal shit uh, pit, uh pit 
pitches changes and shifts as their uh, sound effects, which is super interesting. Um, so very different EDM sound than I'm used to. And um, I just want to give them props because it's like their first ever released EP um, that's on the market. And uh, but it's an interesting look at their kind of nost- the first song of the album is called Back When 1997. And it's got this uh, vocal clip from probably one of their past of this young kid saying happy new year in 1997 it's really cute and it's like nostalgic and fun um and then the last song is uh now then uh in it says 2017 and it's just kind of this interesting look at past and present um so i kind of like that and it was a really interesting edm sound so i want to just you know recognize that and i really got to like these guys a lot that's cool. It's I like kind of similar to the Andamaneo album that you were talking about when they have a theme or yeah. they have interludes or they have skits or like a concept behind the album. Yeah. It just it, it just shows you the the thought they put in. It's always cool. Mhm. That's awesome. Yep. Moving All on right. to your number 8. Uh, 8. Another another p- female pop star. Uh Lord Melodrama. Cool um she's on my list too in a a couple in a couple (laughs) bits so we'll just talk about it at the same time because you know what's funny i i've this album like i didn't i really wanted to listen to it after Mm -hmm. green light came out yeah and i was like this is a really cool song like i like green light and uh, royals was pretty like she's had catchy songs in the past very unique and all that stuff but melodrama had some really really memorable standout oh for sure on it um I'm really bad. I'm gonna forget all the all the names of them, but I just remember listening to the album and being like, "It's it's amazing." Because you, I've listened to a lot of albums this year, or started listening and be like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna listen to this album again." Um, but uh, with this one, like I was halfway through it and I realized, no, I I'm gonna listen to this again and I'm gonna listen to these couple songs. Homemade Dynamite is that mm, one? Dynamite, Di- Dynamite, yeah, on something there. like that. Something yeah. Like that. I remember that was really memorable. Um, green light was good. Uh, th- but every one of them sounded a little different and I love it when they do the reprise thing. She does liability reprise, yeah. sober one, sober two. It just, I don't know. It just shows that an artist is trying to communicate something. They're expressing something. I always think that's cool. Yeah. Well, and I, I went back, so I hadn't listened to the full album of pure heroin when it first came out until after I had fully listened to melodrama. Mm-hmm. And I went back and I was like listening to pure heroin. And I was like, this is interesting. This is kind of like a mockery of pop music today. Like, I mean, right. talking about Royals, she's literally talking about like <laughs> the ridiculousness of pop songs and like what, what they talk about. Um, but this is a very different take still kind of stylistically the same, but like the message is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I just thought that was interesting. So did you have any other things you wanted to say about it? No, but we'll save some for when you get to it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So moving on to my number seven, is uh these guys that you may have heard of they (laughs) dropped a single back in i don't know it was like 2004 maybe called uh feel good incorporated um was probably one of the weirdest pop songs at the time but everyone seemed to love it um but the gorillas have come back this year with an album called humans uh (laughs) humans spelled with a z um, and I think they really did a good job of kind of sticking to their genre breaking, genre bending style, um, with this time kind of incorporating, um, some reggae, um, into their, um, style and some, just some interesting themes. And it was a really long album. Um, I should say it was like almost, if you don't include the, um, I'm just pulling up the album right now. If you don't include the interludes, there's probably about 21 songs on there. Wow. Original music that they hadn't released. So they hadn't released anything officially since 2010. So the last album, anything they released was in 2010, uh, which was Plastic Plastic Island or Plastic, plastic Something. Mm-hmm. Um, but this album was very different and they really tried to incorporate new styles of like hip-hop and um reggae with these like and this album i feel like did a good job of kind of or not did a good job but like as i was talking about earlier with like music being a little bit more somber and more serious um they kind of were 
uh, encapsulating that. But they still had some kind of upbeat stuff, um, uh, particularly like um, they had Ascension. Uh, that was pretty upbeat. Um, and then they have like songs like, let's see here, Let Me Out is kind of an upbeat rap song. Uh, but they have some also some more serious stuff like Hallelujah Money, which is kind of a, the music video is totally poking. This that came out before the elections of 2016 happened. So it was a totally poking fun at um, Donald Trump, which was kind of interesting. And um, so they had some political statements in here, but uh, there was some, you know, themes of love. And um, but they also have all these interesting like little skits in there that like transition songs through. Um, which is super interesting and just a lot of different sounds um, as they normally do and to make something really interesting. Unfortunately, none of their songs made it onto top 40, which is a bummer, but they had some really interesting stuff on this album. And I just wanted to like focus on that because I, I was, as I was talking to some of my friends, I also like gorillas who we were very indifferent in, in controversy, but I really liked how this album ended up turning out. Hmm. so you have a theme of all the like these these bodies of work with interludes and yeah stuff in them this year you have like three, three yeah of your four so far <laughs> yes super yep. cool yep <clears throat> all right my number seven right uh yes yeah number seven yeah okay cool so this i feel like you'll appreciate this one because we were talking about like you went from edm yep. to maybe hip-hop i went from more hip-hop to now i'm EDM. Yeah. so alenium Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? I Alenium? think so. That's Alenium. that's how I thought it was always said. Awake is the album. And mm-hmm. I was I really liked one of the first EDM songs I listened to that I really, really liked was his remix of uh oh, don't what's that chain smoker song? Don't let me down. Mm. And he he did a remix of that song. And I was just like, wow, I really like the way he, this sounds. It resonated with me. So I see, uh, so, s- looked to see if he had any albums, and he had just came out with one literally like the week before, which mm-hmm. was perfect. And there are, I don't know if I don't, I don't think I don't like. There's not a song on here I don't like, mm. but there's some that definitely uh, stand out. The first one is really cool production-wise. That second one, um, "Crawl Out of Love." I think the single was fractures mm. um but there's just a lot of cool um i just like the production the way he it's very melodic he uses a lot of the voice stuff and it's just atmospheric kind of i don't know it was just cool it was a really cool album so yeah i gave it a listen um when you mentioned that you were like dude i love this album you should listen to it and <laughs> i was like yeah oh ilenium i like these, this guy i've heard him before um so i definitely think that yeah there's some interesting like um different new style um because when i first heard him he was still kind of this like liquid dubstep style mm-hmm. which i loved at the time um but he's definitely taken on more of a melodic take on this one yeah. and i like that a lot so yeah for sure cool anything else you want to say about it no it's good yep <laughs> it's good just album. good, good we, album. we could just go through and be like yeah this this one's good this is good <laughs> listen yeah um hey, okay right. so number six uh is back to lord melodrama um so just continuing off the conversation we sat, had earlier um just one thing that uh i really resonated with when i was listening to this album is i i was driving home from a college visit at like santa cruz and monterey area um and i was like i i should listen to this album i should give it a i, I have a four-hour drive i should you know take a look at this and um and i was like whoa this is this is deep and i had prior to this i had like maybe heard a couple seconds of green light but for the most part i hadn't heard uh anything from this album so i was going in pretty cold which was good and i felt like i really really helped my experience with this i I did the same thing Um, so i i went in and i just like i was like whoa this is like some deep breakup stuff and i was like i can appreciate this and it's like kind of analyzing both sides like i'm messed up uh but you're messed up for breaking up with me and look where i am now like i'm on this like seat of gold um living it up uh, but it was like super interesting and also the fact that she was admitting her faults as well as like showing how much she cared for the guy she was with um i think she's just talking about one guy but that would be interesting if she was talking about multiple 
Um, but I think that she was just talking about one guy in particular, it seemed like, yeah, I don't know. um, pointing out the flaws in the relationship and that sort of thing. Um, but it was just super interesting and I appreciated just like the artistry and the writing that went into it and how, just how beautiful it was. Right. Um, like you said, there's some really good songs on there. Yeah. Um, Ju- I think juxtaposing, cause uh, for my list, Taylor Swift was number nine, Lord was number eight. And the yeah. reason why I put Lord ahead of taylor was even though i may have well i probably liked the albums maybe about the same but the the like you kind of mentioned the things she talked about Mm -hmm. just the emotional tone of this of lord's album i liked a lot better just seemed a little deeper than like than taylor like i'm trying to i I, there's not a lot of lyrics i can remember from i maybe i'm forgetting but taylor swift's album was a little more yeah catchy yeah fun yeah yeah follow kind of uh, calling out the haters yeah lord was like no i'm a per- i'm i'm a, I'm this person who's gone through all this breakup just like you yeah. and it's like oh very human yeah yeah, yeah. humans like gorillas yeah humans yeah <laughs> connection repeated repeated themes um my list is actually intertwined in a series of <laughs> if you can solve the, if you if you can puzzle. see if they're Ian, Ian's not looking, but on my wall, there's just like this massive <laughs> wall of like uh, <laughs> pins uh, and like it looks like a detective board in those movies, but it's like all like the albums leading into each other. <laughs> not actually, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, but I think that would be kind of funny. So moving on to your number six. Yeah, my number six is uh, one fifth of One Direction. Oh man, <laughs> which one? Harry Styles. Harry Styles. His album was called Harry Styles. Self-titled. Um, I didn't really know what to expect from this one because I I did listen to me and Cameron. I took my brother to yeah. One Direction concert. I liked a lot of their stuff was actually kind of eighties influenced. Yeah. People don't people think of what makes you beautiful and that's yeah. kind of it. But I really liked actually a lot of their stuff. Tried not to discriminate against the boy band yeah. stuff. And then Harry's Styles album is like really weird. I don't know if you've listened to any like I have not. Yeah, I, I it's it's not for everyone. I will definitely say that. But there's some definitely some memorable songs on there. Aiden even likes some of the songs. And like when people, I'll play some of the songs on guitar or like <laughs> have them playing in the car or something. I'll be mm-hmm. like, "Oh, who is this?" And you say, "Oh, this is Harry Styles from One Direction." They're like, "Oh, really?" Yeah. But if if it was anyone else, they'd be like, "Oh, cool, it's a cool song." Yeah. So I think if you can... It's got the reputation behind it. Right, right. But there's a lot of... A sweet Creature, Sign of the Times, uh, and what was, A Kiwi are the top three for that. Hmm. Uh, totally different, like three different genres almost. Hmm. But he just is very 70s, 80s influenced, and like it definitely shows, and lots of fun music. Um, very u- kind of unique to him. It's very him. Hmm. Yeah. So... Not for everyone. Very unique album, but because it was not what I was expecting at all, I think that's why I liked it so much. All right. Yeah. I dig it. I'll have to give it a listen sometime. I mean, I, I appreciated what One Direction put out when they were still a thing, <laughs> and I liked Harry Styles' voice. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's unique. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What is this? Oh, man. This is fun. Uh, so <laughs> moving on to my number five is Jaden Smith. <laughs> I didn't even know he had an album, dude. Dude, he is like <laughs> the surprise of the year. <laughs> All right. Um so Jaden Smith definitely has this kind of weird reputation for sure. Yeah. Uh being the son of Will Smith and all this stuff and um he, you know, he was in Karate Kid and then he was in After Earth, but then um he like but he kind of like kind of snuck under the radar making music. He's like uh, and and he kind of even though he maintained his name he kind of he kind of just like you know slowly slipping in music he, his first like major feature was a uh, some narration um kind of poetic stuff on childish gambino's kawaii album back in 2014 okay i was gonna um, actually i can fact correct you on that one it's a little embarrassing but what he was actually a prominent feature on Justin Bieber's Never Say Never. Yeah, but we, we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> in like 2011 or 2012. Yeah, because no, no, everyone's like, what? Why is... Childish, why is Childish Gambino sounds a lot better. Yeah, so well, anyways, after, after Never Say Never, I, I wanted to erase that from my mind because um, how annoying that song is. Um, but uh, yes. Um, Great message, Lucas. Yes. Never Say Never. But 
after that, it had been a few years before he actually really, like had legit released any music or been on any music stuff. Um, so his first appearance, he did this like poetic thing on Kauai, and then he started um, doing some like really weird stuff. Like he did some fashion things, and then uh, he went to prom in a white Batman costume, which people were very confused with. Um, but turns out that was all for this album. Um, but he's like taken on this completely um aesthetic view like this kind of like vaporwave kind of like weird view and love story and he definitely embodies like what i was talking about earlier the somberness of music right now um and he's it was it the most interesting thing to me though is he's like one of the bigger voices for uh younger teenagers and stuff that are um between like say 14 to 18 uh right now and he drops this album and i was like that's interesting i heard the few singles leading up to it and then he drops this album and it starts out with these four songs called blue um which obviously spells out blue um but it was just like these these like heavy hitter songs with this like emotional tone to it talking about like um what it's like to live as a young kid right now what it uh what it's like to be in love what what pain is like um you know all these things that he's just talking about um you know just some struggles that you know society hasn't really addressed because we don't it's not in the forefront of our viewpoint yet um but it was just interesting he's kind of ahead of his own you know game uh next to some other rappers like uh xxx tenacion and um, little peep and like all these all these other young rappers that are coming out right now he is one of the few just kind of new voices coming out of this generation um definitely has some influences of childish gambino in there um just i i just want to say that i like totally misjudged him at first and like he has become something bigger than i ex- ever expected him to become other than just like an act a famous actor's son um so just like kind of appreciating that it was a really solid album it had some some bangers but it also had some like really mellow songs on it so yeah huh swire i might the album my my curiosity is peaked yeah my friend yeah. yeah he's definitely an interesting dude very <laughs> creative very sh- yeah yeah okay my number five i believe um <clears throat> is so this is <laughs> It's this band called The Vamps. Have you heard of The Vamps? I have heard of The Vamps. You have? Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're based they're they're basically One Direction 2.0. They can't they actually I think they started a year or two after One Direction started trying to ride that wave. Yeah. Didn't didn't get nearly as popular, but I think they're pretty big in um the UK still. Mm. Cuz that, that's where they're from, I want to say. But this album is uh the reason why I, l- I ended up listening to this whole album. I listened to it last summer actually is because um it's edm focused so they mm-hmm. brought in all these producers yeah some of them i think pretty well known actually like for their lead single or the lead couple singles i've heard of the producer i can't remember their names now but and so they got the producers in to produce the the pop songs they were writing and um a couple of them are really really good so uh, kind of following that edm i was g- getting into a lot more edm influenced things this year and this definitely represents it was a perfect blend of pop and edm to me mm-hmm. standout songs would be all night um and middle of the night and there's some other really fun funny songs like there's this song called shades on mm. and it's just about having your shades on all the time in all these funny situations it's totally doesn't mean anything it yeah. was just funny and the production is just cool and fun yeah. for the whole album. Yeah. But All Night, Middle of the Night were two of my favorite songs of the year. Um, and I just liked, yeah, I just liked the sound of it. It was a perfect blend of EDM and pop. So, The cool. Vamps. Yeah, I definitely, I ran into the, one of their songs. I didn't listen to the whole album, but I definitely heard one of their songs. I think it get, came in a suggested playlist um, that Apple Music gave me. It's just like, new music for you. I was like, The Vamps sounds like an interesting pop song. And yeah, you're like, it had the EDM blend, and right. uh, which is interesting. And I appreciated that. And it was just, it was funky and I, because it, it was upbeat and I liked that. So yeah, I agree. Vamps are, vamps are cool. Yeah, they're, they're cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Moving on to my number four. Number four. Ooh, some more, some EDM. Fin- finally, hey. I'm getting a little more EDM. Look at that. That's your first yeah. one, though. Uh, oh, no, Drollo is EDM. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. True. Um, and let's see here, Odessa. So um, this album actually got some pretty, some big focus, I would say, on um, amongst people my age, I would say, um, definitely. But Odessa, uh, a moment apart. Um, so I had listened to a few of their stuff before, um, and I, I liked what they were doing. Um, I thought they were a very popular EDM sound, so I didn't think they were going to amount to much artistically um, other than a few um, notable songs. Um, but when I heard this album, I think I like... Um, I, I started listening to it in like kind of passively because I was like, Oh, it's just going to be another EDM album. I, sorry, I got the hiccups. Um, just another EDM sound. Um, and I just was started listening passively and I was like, okay, interesting sound. And like, uh, it's this oh, int- intro with this like interesting narration with this like little like tap sound. And it talks about how this astronaut, uh, has to fall in love with the sound. Um, and then, it kind of leads in and then i heard this as the moment the second song transitions into it there's this like big drop and it's so intense and cinematic i literally had to stop what i was doing and focus on this music because it it just drew my attention and i was like what is this sound and i was like whoa odessa blowing me away (laughs) so from like the second song in i was like i am entranced and so yeah the very like cinematic um sounds very like intense but also mixed with these complex very soft sounds um kind of reminds me of one of my favorite albums by m83 hurry up i'm dreaming which if you know anything about m83 that's the song that's where midnight city comes from the dun 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 Hmm. from 2011 so this album kind of reminded me a lot of that and um, I just remember like I had to close my eyes and really visualize what this music from this album meant. Uh, so like it really evoked like a visual response in my head um, from this music. So I got to say props to Odessa. Um, this album was great. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I continue to listen to it today. So yeah. Love moments like that when you're just like, you have to, like you, you described it perfectly. Yeah. You, have, you just kind of, what? What is, I'm, I, I need to listen to this now. I yeah. can't do anything Yeah, <laughs> I love moments like that. For That's sure. cool. Yeah. Very cool. All right. My number four, continuing on the EDM train here. We've got mm-hmm. a couple back-to-back. I totally cheated. This guy did not release an album this year. Yeah. But his name, the artist is Martin Garrix. Mm-hmm. Or he's, he's from the Netherlands, and I met some Dutch people uh, when I was in Sweden, and they say Martin Harriksen or something like that. Interesting. Yeah. Pronunciation's bad, but... So Martin Garrix, he released. Uh, I looked at, I double checked if they were all in 2017, and I, pr- I wanted, I'm like 99% sure they were. So yeah. five songs, which is about an EP's worth. Yeah. And these were a couple of them were really really popular. But so he had in the name of love last yeah. year, and then this year he came out with Scared to Be Lonely, which was one of my favorite, actually one of the first EDM songs I listened to, um, of the year, and mm. that, it om- you could almost say that that song got me into like I need to listen to more of this. Mm-hmm. And then he has this song, kind of similar. He 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 partners with like one po- singular pop singer, yeah. And then he just produces a song for them, writes and produces a song. So scared to be lonely, uh, there for you, yeah. Forever, so far away. I want to say forever is has no lyrics, and mm-hmm. also a song called pizza has no lyrics pizza is literally a song he he uh he just loves pizza so he yeah. was thinking about it one day and so he wrote this thing and that's it, awesome it's just yeah i just like that stuff like that the dude's like my age i think he's younger yeah. than me yeah i think he's he, the same age or something yeah. yeah and he's just a workhorse he goes and he does like 100 200 shows a year and he loves i've just looked i looked up a lot about him and he works really hard and writes really cool sounding stuff writes music and um so i he deserved the number four spot because all all those songs are probably in my top 10 edm songs of the year if not like my top seven or eight or something yeah so he just dominated that genre um for me probably and uh scared to be lonely is one of my favorite songs of the year so 
yeah, he's really he's good. Yeah, so it's interesting. Martin Garrix and the Chainsmokers both kind of did the same thing where they released this like banger song, which like Martin Garrix's first big song was Animals yes. from like, I think it was 2013. <laughs> yeah, like this weird house song, but it somehow caught the attention of like everyone. 18, dude. What? He did that when he was 18. Yeah, so that's just like, he, you know, and then Chainsmokers with like Selfie, um, they released pretty similar time. But then they've totally gone this like completely different direction where it's all like melodic and like yeah. interesting. So yeah, Martin Garrix, like I've definitely like enjoy what he's been doing. Um, yeah. Definitely interesting sounds and one stuff of, like yeah, that. One of the best of his yeah. in the genre. Yeah. For sure. All right, dude, we're in the top three. Top three. This is usually the part in the show where we we pause for your uh, endorsement deals. But I don't have any endorsement deals except for you. You you, you don't. <laughs> I you don't. You, I endorse you. <laughs> I, I am and your I, your sole ambassador. I, that's right. I endorse you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm excited for this number three, actually. Yeah. Have you have you listened to this album at all? No, but mad respect for this artist. For yeah. Sure. So, um, moving on to my number three, um, this guy. So I actually fell in love with um, his music back in. It is a male. Um, back in 2015, 2015, Yeah, I think 2015, late 2015. Um, when I was at a camp and the group of guys I was hanging out with at the time um, or in my cabin were listening to him and like loved his stuff. And I was like, he's got some funky tunes. Like, I really like this. Um, and he's been releasing a few albums since he's, I think he's released like four albums since then, but he's released like um, almost, this is his 11th album wow. that he's ever released. Um, and I saw, I got to see him in concert for the first time this year super interesting dude like super just i'll I'll get into it so uh this is lecrae all things work together so um for those of you who don't know who lecrae is uh he is a rapper who is in the christian scene um he likes to claim himself as a rapper individually not as a christian rapper because um he knows it has that connotation of christian rapper no one's gonna listen to you except for us like a select few um, but he's definitely broken through multiple times with his music um, into the like top 40 area. But he's had like some hits like Jesus music and back way back when. And he's done. Um, he had a bunch of songs on his um, uh, Anomaly album that were super popular. And he's, you know, continually releasing music in the last three years or in the last four years. He's, he's released uh, four different albums. Um, which is just like insane for most artists because a lot of artists on here only release like an album um, once every one may you know maybe two years uh, like like if that so um, he's you know constantly cranking out these hard written like well written well produced songs um, year after year uh, with like no break you know and he's touring and all this stuff so I just really appreciate of that his work ethic for that reason, but um, this album to me was like huge and um, like so with uh, Anomaly, in which is his more popular album from 2014, he said that album is like a total autobiography, and this album kind of follows like that. Um, it's this album is about his personal struggle from last year dealing with some hard, heavy depression and, um, a really messy year, um, altogether, but it's just like, it is so raw and vulnerable. And I've never heard like a rapper. Cause like when you hear rap music, it's usually like these really heavy hitter, like, you know, tough people like Kanye and Drake and all these people. But Lecrae is just like so vulnerable and just like, oozing with his pain and his struggle and his music and it's just it's real um and he talks about forgiveness and being vulnerable and like needing help uh when you're when you're in pain and he talks about the christian struggle the normal struggle um and it's just like i i remember hearing the four songs that were pre-released before the album actually came out and just loving those songs and then as soon as the album came out i like sat down and I was excited and I like listened to every song over and over again and they're just like it's emotional and I think there's a specific song there's a couple of specific songs that I just want to point out that were just like 
super intense um, songs. So if I pull it up here, so like there's some bump, you know, bumping tracks like Always New, Facts, and um, uh, Come and Get Me. Come and Get Me is like this like almost, you know, puff up your chest song for like Christians. Like it's like, hey, we're going to have a fight to fight the battle. But like, you know, if you want to fight, come, come get me. I'm, you know, like come at me. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not scared of what you, your, your, th- your empty threats that you're throwing at me and all this stuff. Um, and then he's, he's got some more emotional songs like blessings and he has some like big name rappers on this album with like Ty Dolla Sign and just some, some huge people. Um, he's got, uh, T- Tori Keller, Tori Kelly featured on this album, great American Idol singer. Um, but like, just some heavy heavy songs but there's a specific song on here that's just the most emotional song i've ever heard um by a rapper it's called cry for you and it's just talking about like needing help and like your friends are there for you and people look out for you in this time and um it's so emotional and it's brought me to tears um it's brought the people i know to tears it's just like there's some heavy songs on here um, as well as just some like really fun songs and it's just probably I, I, I you know I thought about putting it up earlier but it's just like it's this amazing amazing album I can't say enough about this album for sure great album it's amazing that this yeah. isn't your number one album yeah I know I that you think you would think it would be you're gushing I so there was a lot of these on this list that were like I just like so so good um but I I, I just like you know just by like certain things of like how society views them and all this stuff like where i put them on the list but they're most of these are pretty equal with each other like i can say odessa is a moment apart and all things work together are parallel in terms of level but like are equally good for equally different reasons Mm. so Mm. great album that's all i gotta say about it sweet yeah no i I really should check him out i i respect that dude a lot yeah I, d- I haven't listened to at the music as much, but I know him for yeah. sure. So, Moving okay. On. Sorry, I got like really. No, that. you were. That's I'm. Yeah. It. How do you top that oh, with man. like your number two and one? I mean, yeah. You know? Like <laughs> yeah. must be. All right. Now my number three is uh, uh, Niall Horan Flicker. So he's another One Direction guy, and this album, I the, what I could compare it to is like John Mayer. Um, kind of acoustic, almost Ed Sheeran-y, kind of very, very accessible. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing too uh, original, I would say, but it's just very pleasant to listen to. Mm-hmm. And there's just every song is hummable. Every song you can put on in the background if you're doing, you know, chores around the house. Slow Hands was the big song th- off this album. Mm-hmm. This Town was pretty big. Um, and then my favorite song is actually since we're alone. Um, just very, very, just as just, these are just the style. It's the kind of music I usually write is just uh, written with a guitar and piano, very simple. And just like, Hey, we're here. Yeah. It's music for everyone. Yeah. So, and also the, the title track on this album flicker is really, is really good. And I think he said that was, he didn't know what he was going to call the album, but he liked that song so much. He was like, and so he was so proud of writing it that he was like, no, we just have to call the album flicker because I just, it just meant a lot to him. So anyways, it's cool to see people in boy bands. You know, they're basically, it's like Justin Timberlake. If you can break away from the boy band stereotypes and do your own album, that's, you had to put time and energy into it. So you got to respect it. Yeah. I think, so all of the One Direction guys of the stuff I've heard from them, they've been producing some pretty interesting content. Um, yeah, I know all Liam, different. <laughs> Liam's like they're all like different. Like Liam's kind of an EDM scene. Uh, uh, Harry is what you said, like kind of poppy but like weird. Yeah, eighties, like eighties, vintage, vintage. Niall's doing more of an acoustic feel, very songwriter feel. Mm-hmm. So just like interesting, like different, like tones that are yeah. coming out of all four of these guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think out of all of them, I, I like single songs yeah. a, a lot, but this album as a whole, I just like the, I, I liked probably the most. Yeah. So I put that up there. So I right, do number two, number two. So <laughs> I think the only thing that can possibly top Lecrae, um, 
but like so i recently got into this guy like i wasn't fully on board with him for a while took me a long time to actually get into him and i know there's been a lot of hype for him for a really long time now um i think did he get best album of the year a few years ago i want to say he did yeah yeah but he he's he's won a lot of grammys yeah anyways most people already know him but kendrick lamar's damn um and <laughs> i think that's like the best way to describe the album that's exactly why he called it that yeah <laughs> so um i had not really given kendrick his due diligence um when it comes to his ability to write music and you know talk about political statements life and all this stuff um lecrae and him are like on the same page um they actually know each other which is interesting um but look kendrick lamar um talks more about like more prominent societal issues and uh with racial tension and political um tension and all this stuff and he's just like uh i think the one reason i gave this album like a little bit up is like he does a really good job of repeating themes in like each Mm -hmm. of his songs he'll repeat something from another song on this album and i'll be like whoa that was in that song i remember because the first song i ever heard from this album was humble and i'm like what is this opening thing he's saying gibberish (laughs) and then i listen to the album and i'm like actually those are lyrics from the other songs you idiot you need to listen to this whole album i didn't even know that yeah so like i i was like listening to this album and just like whoa this is heavy and just like he's intense like he's powerful he's got like this um just like you know he talks about like hey i don't take fake stuff i and the uh, this is a hard climate and like even with the first song it's got this like cinematic feel of like i could die at any moment and he's just like i'm trying to live my life knowing that i could die at any moment it's just like interesting and like all these things and intense for sure um uh, many people saw his Grammy performance and it, like Dave Chappelle had to like, it's just a black man doing a show. <laughs> it's just like, that was funny. I'm like, there's some like hard stuff to handle in this, in this yeah. performance. And it was just, it was interesting. And I was, I was all about it. Yeah. So props to Kendrick Lamar um, for that. And I just also want to um, make, this might go into my next year's list. Not sure yet, but he just, I was not expecting this. He just dropped like a full album with a bunch of different stars for Black Panther. Uh, it's a music inspired album, but he like wrote all the songs with the Le- weekend and SZA and just like, th- it's like almost to the same level that damn is, but it's all, it's including this movie uh, into it. And it's like super interesting. So if you got the time, listen to that album as well. Like he is, on fire right now i heard about that he's on top of his game he is on top of his game people have said drake is number one but i think kendrick is now he's moving up in terms of not like at best rapper yeah quote but just in terms of what you're putting out and the the respect you're getting back kind of thing yeah he's damn yeah that's all you can say yeah (laughs) yeah <clears throat> all right on to your number two my number two and then i'll, I'll transition actually into my honorable mentions because it, it goes because kendrick's on there okay because it'll kind of smooth okay so my number two is an album that honestly i really at one point it was my number one mm-hmm. out of just because it was my surprise of the year it was probably it, it but once you hear the number one you'll understand why it wasn't my yeah. number one but this is like a number, it, like super close to number one, but AJR is what they're called, mm-hmm. the band, and the album was called The Click. And I honestly think, I don't know how much you've listened to it yet, but I think you would love this album. I really do. I have not listened to it. I didn't even know who these people were until right. I saw your list. Right. So AJR, so very quick backstory is there are three brothers who moved to New York. Mm-hmm. They're from the Midwest somewhere. They moved to New York. They start they want to do music together so they play all these different instruments they produce their own stuff write their own stuff sing all that stuff and they had an album my freshman year of college that i listened to like one song and i was Mm -hmm. like oh that was the cool song Mm -hmm. and then i their song week um came on kind of like you were saying like in a suggested playlist thing yeah and uh i was like oh this song's cool and then i looked to see if they had an album and they did and i was like you know what i'll go ahead and listen to it and 
this was my favorite there you could say edm but it's so original sounding mm. they have horns they can they have piano the, the, actually the album cover is perfect because yeah we're looking at the album cover right now it has horns it's it's very artistic and cool mm-hmm. and it's just these three dudes and like some of my favorite songs in a while like they're my favorite songs come hang out is one of my favorite songs of all time uh no grass today is hilarious netflix trip talks about the office spoiler alert <laughs> uh bud like you was awesome week was their single mm-hmm. um and the whole album overture is a really cool song because it it has a little bit of every single song and they yeah. produce it all together i just think you'd really appreciate it based on what i know about you and also your list from this year okay yeah um, i'll have to check it out edm pop really really cool and they the theme is like the click is the metronome click that's click. what i was wondering is click. it the click track so you have to listen to it they use it really interesting like in almost every song really in a different way interesting you'd love it yeah cool okay i'm definitely down to check them out later and then quick honorable mentions you can kind of talk about yours too yeah. right before we go into the last one uh so i'll go- let you go first so kendrick was yeah. there too i i I, did, I only listened to the album once like once through mm-hmm. humble was awesome though yeah. um and there were some other songs that i really liked too and and just culturally that song that album was so impactful you have to I, I want to give props to it. It's just yeah. hip hop wasn't my genre this year in hindsight. Yeah. Uh, I haven't even listened to the Jay-Z album, but yeah. I just wanted to bring it up because I'm sure I would like it. I yeah. just haven't gotten around to listening to it yet. And my brother said it was awesome. I think y- you s- even said maybe it was awesome or yeah. something. And then the last, and then the last Jedi soundtrack, um, super good. was super good. Yeah. It's just game of Thrones was a little more memorable to me. Yeah. But like, it's Star Wars. Yeah. Like, so well, those I, are kind of. One thing I wanted to talk about the Last Jedi soundtrack is um, the. So, John Williams kind of composes these interesting, more cinematic sounding songs for the trailers. Um, and I was just assuming, oh, this is the sound that the trailer is going to make, but this won't be exactly what the music's going to sound like. But then I noticed that he actually wove in that, like, I don't remember what the exact beat was. But I know, he actually I know wove exactly in what you're about. something from the trailer that went into the thing. And I was like, wait, did he actually do that? Cause like, that's my one problem with movie trailers right now is like, if they compose an original song for it, they don't, they don't typically use it. And I think there was actually two movies in this year that actually did that. And it was Thor, the dark world actually mm-hmm. ended up using the Led Zeppelin, uh, immigrant song and star Wars, the last Jedi actually used Thor the Ragnarok. Song. Yeah. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ended up using um, Star Wars ended up using that same kind of sound from the trailer and I was like wait that actually happened because they didn't do that with Force Awakens but they did no. it with this one no, this so is, it was props cool. to John Williams yeah who who is your who are some of your honorable mentions really okay quick? so uh, I'll just go in kind of a weird order so I think one of them is uh, Spoon Hot Thoughts Spoon is a band that my friend Ryan got me into he's been on the podcast before um but this new album was probably one of the first albums i listened to this year and actually like intentionally listened to it i liked it a lot um i didn't originally love spoon at first until i listened to this album and then i listened to this album and i got more into spoon so just like interesting kind of upbeat kind of coffee style music like interesting i think i have a friend who really is into them yeah yeah Yeah. hot thoughts is a good song this is just some fun songs on there um that are really mellow and interesting um Another one is Imagine Dragons Evolve. Uh, this Good album song, I yeah. liked a lot just from not not particularly the popular stuff. Thunder? But Thunder? Yeah, I didn't <laughs> love Thunder, but like there were some other <laughs> songs on there that were like drastically different from the styles I've heard from them in the past that were a little bit more like kind of talking about love story and that sort of thing mm. instead of talking about like these really intense things mm-hmm. they were talking more about like more human things um that's cool and then g- since you added martin garrick's just singles that he released um i wanted to do something kind of similar and another artist that i totally fell in love with this year was kuro uh he was on the monster cat label two guys i guess um and they are the they dropped like one or two songs in 2016 and i remember hearing those songs i'm like whoa this is cool this is a new sound i'm not used to this i can't wait to hear more of these guys and then they released like a whole batch of songs this last year and i was like these guys are sick they're just awesome like dubstep like 
kind of really creative with the, the the dubstep genre so i like really appreciated that and they like try different things um but they're really kind of heavy kind of if you like dubstep you'd like them but if you don't you don't have to listen to them but they were they're kind of interesting um and each album cover kind of depicts another part of this story that has kind of been incorporated with their music it's this like weird culty phenomenon thing <laughs> it looks cool. cool um so yeah nice yep well so we have the same number one album same number one last year we didn't we were close we but, were close but this year we actually have the same one i am curious i did not expect this to be your number one album yeah why is this not your number one album so as i was talking about earlier music being kind of this like somber more depressing feel to it mm-hmm. i was like i really wanted some happy sounding music <laughs> and like this album of all people we get it from this album we deli- <laughs> like delivered yeah you know in twofold uh, like multiple songs that were like upbeat and felt nostalgic and felt fun um so shall we reveal what it is sure yeah. man so i'll let you do that oh wow yeah. thank you yeah it's my boy i actually saw him live this year yeah i heard ed sheeran divide it's the divide. third of a four album series he's gonna do i think minus for the next one or oh, something really? subtract yeah okay um anyways yeah why so why so this was your number one because of the happy thing huh yeah so like that was that was just and like every song i heard on that i i probably there i kept returning to that album more and more yeah um and i think i listened to it the most out of any of these albums this year um and it came out early in the year it's probably one of the few albums that like came out really early because usually it's not until like later that you actually like start thinking about albums and stuff but like the moment I heard the songs, I was into them, and then I just continued listening to them. And yeah. they got better and better with each listen. That was the that was the best part. They don't, not only did they start good, they got better. Yeah. Um, usually, you hear a good song, and you're like, oh, it's a good song. It doesn't get better than that. Right. Um, I mean, Shape of You came out. Everyone loved that song. Uh, yeah. But like some of the songs that I like really loved was Barcelona. Saw, uh, oh, yeah. Baby, I bo- wait, how do you say it? Okay. I, I gotta look it up. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Look at uh, it's really hard to pronounce. Oh, ba- that, Biblio Biblia or whatever. Yeah, uh, Biblia Biblia. Yeah, Biblia. Yeah, he wrote that in Ghana. Yeah, Ghana, Africa. Um, Nancy Mulligan. Yep, those were my Castle on the Hill. Those are those are probably my favorite. Galway Girl. Do you like Galway Girl? I did like. I mean, I loved the whole album, but like those were my my heavy hitters. Yeah. 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 No, I I you know I. I what was funny is we had just done I think the podcast like a couple months before yeah because this album came out in March yeah and uh and I remember this album came out and I started listening to it and I'm like I I think I was just like I really hope this isn't my number one because it'd be too like I listened to it and I kind of knew as yeah. I was but like you said on more and more listens I like I grew to appreciate it more and more yeah and I I don't. There are a couple songs like I don't, I wouldn't listen to as much again, but for the most part, there isn't a bad song on the album. Yeah. Castle on the Hill is one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, Shape of You is like one of the catchiest songs I've ever heard. He just, and actually my favorite songs are Hearts Don't Break Around Here. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I guess Castle on the Hill. Yeah, Nancy Mullet. There's another one. No, I think that's it. Yeah, Hearts Don't Break Around Here. Is actually like my, the one that not everyone maybe knows, but that one is really good song. Yeah, he just he just you can't not make it number one. Like the album's yeah. just too good. Yeah, it's too good for sure, for sure. But it's interesting what you said about the sad. But you, this was like a happy. Yeah, it just came. I just in needed and, some happy music. Right. This, this is that. And usually he's like the thinking out. He's like the yeah. slow dance yeah. guy. Yeah. I mean, he writes upbeat stuff too, but. uh like sing and yeah yeah he's good man yeah this was the best album of the year for sure yeah yeah i'm bummed it didn't get more recognition it it got one grammy this year yeah he won for shape of you i think and he won maybe for another one but Mm -hmm. yeah i remember that was kind of crazy that was kind of weird well also i i didn't occur to me this year until uh it didn't occur to me until I saw the nominations that the Grammys actually is cutoff date is the end of September. Uh, so anything that comes out October through December 
doesn't get recognized until the next year. So I think if Bruno Mars had released it, like had released his album a few months earlier, it would have gotten. I mean, it, Bruno Mars's Twenty Four Karat Magic got on my on my twenty sixteen list, list yeah. but it it somehow like swept all of the results. It got like three three Grammy noms or three Grammy awards. Right, cause um, so maybe next. Year but I think if you it. were to pull, well, it it wouldn't because it would have been still considered. So yeah. it's it's like October first through september uh 30th of the of the next year mm. that's that's the that's the year that it can be released in so this wouldn't get recognized this this won't get recognized as much as it did um so it's just interesting um i think that ed sheeran um should have um you know gotten a little more recognition for that reason but um but i think the yeah it was just a little weird I, I so that was that was something interesting that i noticed this year i didn't realize that certain 2016 albums could have made it onto the list and i didn't know that mm. so mm. yeah it's weird how they do that stuff but yeah in conclusion that's that's the best album yeah it's it's top to bottom yeah really well written for sure well for done. sure cool man yeah well that was this is fun that was fun Oh, man. As usual. Yeah. An hour has gone by. Like nothing. <laughs> yeah, hour six minutes. But um Oh man, it, there were this year was like so much interesting with albums. I last year like I I was like experimenting and I was like this was a new format I had never done before. And I think you were like my second or third podcast, so I hadn't like done much. Um but essentially that's like this year was a fun fun year. Yeah, so it was. Yeah fun year and i'm excited for the next one yeah 2018 mm -hmm. we'll see you then cool dude all right that's it